You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. 162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. Oh, yes. Do you guys even know what this song is? Were you Hulkamaniacs as kids? Rick Derringer with I Am a Real American. Hulk Hogan came out to this. Doesn't sound like you guys were. Well, much, many of my buddies were uh, big. Get that mic up on you. There you big go. Big fans. I was not. I was too busy slaying chicks. Shut and, uh, your face. Oh, yeah. Kyle, were you a wrestling fan growing up? No, I wasn't really that into it. Okay, well then never mind. This is the greatest fucking song ever. This should replace the national anthem. Get that mic right in front of your mouth, right like that, Johnny Boy. It's fake. Huh? It's fake. No, it's not. What? Come on! This is gonna serve as my unofficial Fourth of July podcast. Good buddy Johnny Wanna Count Roads in the van with Kyle Warfield, the shameless Raven fan. I thought I was a reasonable you are reasonable. I hate to say that, though. I uh, what kind of season that. are you going to have this year, Kyle? I hope above 500. I hope we Better than the Commanders, no doubt. I don't want to get humiliated by the Bengals two times. Oh. Yeah, that's a tough one right there. The Bengals are suddenly good, which is a bit of a problem in the division. But the Steelers are bad, so. Well, not bad, but they're in a down cycle. The Steelers will win at least nine games. Really? With with, uh, Mitch Trubisky as their quarterback? They always do. They always do. By the way, you should see the size of the beers. We're outside Maryland National, where I just played in the regular Thursday game that Rhodesy organized here at uh, Maryland National. Good dudes. Interesting dudes. And you have beers that are ginormous in big old Mugs. What size is this? 22 ounces. 22 OZ. And they fit in the cup holders here in the old Mobile Strike Studio or the uh, 
The land jet, as I call it. Well, you're not here to lay up. I mean, the Mobile Strike Studio is innovative. I don't know if it's innovative, but it's it's comfortable for now. So anyway, I planned on just a thematic podcast today only about the top ten most patriotic moments in American sports history. That's all I planned on for today. Then, bombshell one, the Big Ten is grabbing USC and UCLA perhaps as early as uh, 24. And I'm like, my head exploded. I thought, this is a a joke. Is it April Fool's all of a sudden? And then Bombshell 2, which I just saw on the TV, you didn't think I had heard about. You thought I had heard about it by now. I see on the TV and ESPN, Kevin Durant requests trade today. (laughs) Shocker. (laughs) Right as free agency begins in the NBA. Is it a coincidence that Kyrie opted in a couple of days ago and now Durant wants out? I don't know, Rosie. What do you think? I think it is the biggest laughable joke league on earth. (laughs) It's something else. I'd rather watch European soccer. Really? I don't think. I don't think that's true. No, that's a bit much. Just how many times has this this guy requested a trade? Uh, Well, this would be the second. That's all. Yeah. When did he request a trade before? Well, he's never happy. The well, guys the, always want uh, his diapers changed every year. Third, he wanted out of OKC. Went to uh, he didn't request a trade. He chose to go via free agency. Yeah, he didn't to sign to, to Golden State, and he didn't then he signed. But he ba- he cried the entire uh, second half of that year, saying, "I'm done here. I'm I'm going elsewhere." And he did. Okay, he on did. a scale of unpalatability, yeah, one to ten, ten being you vomit thinking about this athlete as just a douchebag. One being, I love this dude. Where does Durant land? <clears throat> where does Durant land, and where does Kyrie land? Kyrie might be a ten. Yeah, see, I actually don't dislike Durant that much. He's got some local flavor, so I kind of from Damatha, right? No, no, Baltimore. Uh, where did he play high school? In the area, but not Damatha. Well, you sure about that? Yes, okay. yes. very sure. All right, very good. Um, uh, so, so Durant, I mean, Durant was exposed for having burner Twitter accounts that he would use to then, you know, have proxy battles with fans. Like, no, nah, man, Durant's good, and he he needs better teammates, kind of stuff. And then they found out it was his burner, which is goddamn embarrassing, if you ask me, for an NBA star player. So, I'd say Durant to me is a five. Kyrie is a 9. He would have been a 10, but I sided with him on the Vax thing. I'm like, thank God somebody has some conviction, even though a broken clock is right twice a day, and that was kind of the case with him. But is, Otherwise, he, he's a human team wrecker, Was he really Kyrie. doing that out of conviction, though? Is that why he yes, did that? Yes, crazy conviction. He also believes that in, uh, the moon landing was faked and the earth is flat and a bunch of other weird shit. Kyle, these like guys I said, don't think like we do. No, you can't understand how pro athletes think, right? They live in a world that we don't understand. So, so what is Durant to you on a scale of one to ten, Kyle? I, I don't dislike him. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm fine with him. Four, I mean, so he'd be three, two, two, three. And Johnny, what about him. you? Probably in that range. He went to Montrose Christian, by the way. Okay, National there you go. Christian Academy. But it, it's more about the league. There's a lot of guys that do this, and it it seems like you're either going to get a bunch of guys that that uh, collude and have some kind of right to get together for a move. super team, right. And your teams like uh, the, the Wizards, Wizards are never a part of that. I mean, the league itself no. is its a little bit illegitimate. Now, what? I do have to respect a team like Golden State who 
they don't seem to have this issue. Uh, other, they, other other than, than the couple KD, of years I with, with but, Durant, yeah. they were pretty an or, pretty organic as a team. Yeah. Right. So I think there's ability of NBA teams to stitch together and hook into a star, even in a smaller market. Milwaukee proved that. Memphis right now is on the come with John Morant. True. Uh, if fat-ass Zion would ever get in shape and play, New Orleans would have half a chance. And teams that just try to buy guys like the Lakers are finding it to be frustratingly hard to just buy a team. The Nets are the same way. They tried to buy a team, but the trio of Durant, Harden, and Kyrie played, I think, a total of eight games together. So, Zabe, to the, this point, let's check in in a year to two years on Memphis. Let's see where... John ja Morant is in two years. He wants to go if somewhere. he's he if he's stay. not going to yeah. stay in Memphis. Basically, yeah. well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Well, I would say that the NBA is less broken than baseball. Roads. Baseball's messed up. Baseball's we had this talk uh, on broken. the golf course last night. The the douchebag that says you know baseball is such that any team can win any year. Yeah. Okay. But if the Seattle really? Mariners win, they got to blow it up. The Yankees can win in any given year. Right. Other teams can, but then they'll be not relevant for five years, six years. Tampa Bay. You know, Yankees' last <clears throat> World Series was 2008, I believe. Yep. World Series championship. Yeah. And they have spent, I saw this stat, $2.3 billion right. since last winning. A world championship. Think about that. $2.3 billion since their last title. They've not gotten their money's worth. No, no. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> that said, you know when their last losing season was, the Yankees? No, but this would make the Take point. a guess. Um, 0-2. Kyle? No, they probably I, I, won the I World Series know. in 0-2. 95. Right? Holy shnikes. 95. So, I mean, come on. They never have a down cycle. They buy a guy who turns out to be a dud for a mint like Garrett Cole. They just throw it on the loss leader pile. And they're like, well, we're going to move on. Well, that's why uh, uh, George was giving Steinbrenner the business in, in one of the episodes, right? Costanza, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right? Because, yes. Exactly. So you're an Oriole fan, and they're actually showing some life. And I think about you all the time. And I played yeah. golf the other day with a uh, friend from high school who is still an Oriole fan. His son plays baseball, as all his sons do. And he's like, nope, I'm still an Oriole fan. I, I couldn't move over to the Nats. And he was bullish on them. He was like, no, they're, they're on the come. And I'm like, yeah, but that means they can't sell off before it all comes to fruition. Well, that it, so we've got a bubbling up situation here, right? Yes. And um, as Kyle will tell you, I've been some friends of mine that haven't been interested the last few years. It's been hard to be. Right. I've been saying, watch out. I'm the, back in. Yeah, Kyle's You're back, back in. in now. <laughs> I am. Fairweather fan Kyle. They're exciting to watch. No. The rebuild has been refreshing. But guess what? So let, they're a great example. Let's say in two years they win 95 games yep. in two more years. Yeah. Will they be able to sustain all the young talent that is no. surfacing? No. And we're probably trading Mancini at trade deadline. Really? Okay. And he's beloved in ball. I mean, he's smart yeah. not to like. He's probably gone. And, that you know, sucks. his contract is ending. So, I mean, it's probably the right business move. But Yankees wouldn't do that. Meanwhile, did you see Manfred was interviewed by Don Vanatta of ESPN? And Vanatta's great. He writes great pieces. But... Vanetta asked the commissioner point blank, "Do you hate baseball?" 
I love that and, question. And, 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 and Manfred said, look, I hear that a lot, and that really bothers me. Of course I don't hate baseball. And then he goes into his long explanation of it. I don't think he hates baseball. I think he has no feel for it. I think he's got no vision for it. And I don't think, I don't think he's got the soul for baseball. Does he have a soul? <laughs> I'm looking for a little bit of ounce of life out of this guy. He's a ruthless corporate yeah. attorney who has been plopped in that position. Now, there's huge changes coming. He says that a pitch clock is coming, almost certainly in the next two years. He says that uh, robot umps or Quest Tech behind the plate is coming, almost certainly, in the next two years. I'm fine with that. You still have the umpire there that can make the call when he hears it in his ear, and he's there to make a call you know, a play at the plate. I mean, we'll see about that. What's that, Rhodes? Well, by the way, since we're out in beautiful Maryland national country, there's a deer just prancing around in the field out Gives there. Gives a shit, man. Well, there's deer everywhere, Rhodes. I'm tearing up right now. It's <laughs> it's emotional for me. You can, uh, you can do the robotic balls and strikes calls. You know the problem? Without it looking bad because it can be in the umpire's ear and he can make the call just like he always would. Okay, here's okay, the problem. So the umpire is essentially a, a pawn back no, there. No, but he'll be there for other stuff, and he'll be there for a play at the plate. You can't do that. Well, they're going to go, try to go to two umpires and save money because there'll be one umpire in the field right. who can make the calls at all three bases, sort of like a, a cashier at Home Depot that works the four self-checkouts. Like, if you notice somebody's having trouble <laughs> with a toggle bolt... <laughs> You're like, here, I'll get a price on that. Right, they come to help out. So with replay looking at everything anyway, that one ump in the middle of the field, just like it's a rec league game, can call all three bases. And then replay mops up any mistakes. The home plate ump just babysits Quest Tech. Because the thing about Quest Tech that I read is that on a certain high percentage of pitches, almost like 10%, it it returns a null result, meaning neither ball nor strike. Wow. It just So what do you do with that? that that's the problem. Yeah. That's why we don't have robo umps right now. I, I it's mean, n- the technology is apparently not there. I'm a purist, somewhat. Yes. Uh case in point, my kids game the other night. Base runner at first, base runner at third. One umpire in the outfield, one plate umpire. Okay. Pick off throw to first. Well, the umpire in the field was over near third base. He's making that call? That's tough. So we're going to go to replay now and just say, let's see what it says. <laughs> Pretty much. We're going to replay now all the time anyway. Yeah, yeah on anything close. Faster. Of course it has to be faster. So uh, that's enough on the baseball front. Let's talk about this bombshell of the Pac-10 losing USC and UCLA in a couple of years going to the Big Ten. The Big Ten will now have the entire country from Piscataway <laughs> Coast to to Santa Monica, yeah. one big conference. And this is just the start of, I'm sure, a furious game of... Compression. Of, of you know, uh, what, uh, what's the one where you... Uh, chairs. Uh, the, you try to sit in the chairs. Musical chairs. Musical chairs. Thank you. <laughs> I can't the, think the, the, uh, mm, uh. The, uh, that, that game, you know, you're going to rush to sit down. There's going to be a panic because I think we're headed towards three 20-team mega conferences so can we call them something else this is almost i mean how dumb do they think we are well the big Ten's the big gonna Ten have 16 teams or something <laughs> be the big 20 <laughs> you do have to rename the conferences you can't have why it's, it just sounds stupid the atlantic coast i mean how how 
Well, that actually might still – well, no, it won't. So, the, they, so the, the big question is, you know, obviously the SEC and now the Big Ten are positioned as two of what will likely be three 20-team megaships that congeal around the top programs. And by the way, if you have three 20-team conferences, that's 60 of the top – 60 of the 116 or 119 mm-hmm. D1 programs. I'm not sure how many there are. So that's half. That's the best half, basically. The question is, who's the third conference? I have two questions. ACC? Yes, ACC I think it'll be ACC. and some of the leftovers from the uh, deserted conferences. Right, the stragglers. Yeah, like Louisville will be somewhere. Well, I mean, cause the there's ACC now, right? Yeah, but I mean, to Zabe's point, what you mentioned earlier, that it'll kind of be centric around Clemson, Florida State, Miami. Right. I think they'll congeal around Clemson, the biggest power currently in the East. Yeah. And then I think Miami and Florida State, now that they're buying players, you see the, the guy that got 9.5 mil, the quarterback, to yeah. go to Miami? <laughs> Fucking A. Miami is going to be back big because so, of NIL. That's not Watch. quite the NIL that we were told. Remember I mentioned the slippery slope? Oh. <laughs> so now a guy's just <laughs> signing a, a, a money contract. It's pro sports. It's Exactly. And you said to me before we turn on the mics that you're – passion for college sports is almost gone yeah i i love yes and i and i love my terps um it's kind of a shame is this good for your terps in the big 10 that usc and ucla are in no only good thing about the terps are the outlier sports that this big 10 money uh flushes out do you care about those what's an outlier sport i got big track and field diving gymnastics or baseball okay i got big time into the baseball team but the terps are elite lacrosse team they're they're an elite soccer uh school i could care less about soccer lacrosse sometimes is exciting but 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 for base memorial day for football is this going to help or hurt maryland for Um, example it's going to help or hurt rutgers it's going to help or hurt Northwestern, because UCLA hasn't been relevant in football for a long time, right? You know what? They're they're a great example. But but USC is a sleeping giant. USC is a sleeping fucking giant that if they get their shit together, get the right coach, maybe this guy now, who is the coach there now? i got to check that on the fly here. If they get it right and with NIL, that's the thing. UCLA's campus is sick. It's in LA. Now you can buy players. Yeah, but there's no girls on that campus at all. What? I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> UCLA is a great example. When you said they haven't been relevant in football and compare them to Maryland, UCLA's oh, yeah, definition Lincoln, of relevant. Lincoln Riley. Is, how could how could I forget Lincoln fucking oh, Riley, Riley. Yeah. went to USC, who is gonna be kicking ass? I don't know the answer if it helps or hurts. I, I think that Eventually, you'll see so much money in these bigger conferences or programs. Like, this this can only help Rutgers. Okay. I mean, because they are A rising suck. tide lifts all boats. More money, Perhaps. more exposure. Yes. Okay. We'll see. Now, the question would be, this kind of hits home with Kyle. So, Kyle has a son at a team, at a school that was almost a, a darling last year. Coastal. Coastal Carolina. Carolina. What oh. happens to a team like that? Do they have a chance even to be... Well, they're going to be in the second tier. They're going to be in the bottom 60 of this new college football landscape. 
So what happens to the bottom 60 when it comes to all these experts that give rankings? And Well, no. I mean, they'll still be relevant. They'll play, they'll play some dates against the top 60 in the mega conferences. They'll beat some of them. They'll get invited to bowls. They'll cash the check. I mean, I don't think a whole lot will change. They're putting people in the NFL, and that helps yeah. with recruiting. And they're going to expand the playoffs, too. Yeah, I They're just want get them to, to have eight. a chance. That's all. I, yeah. I, okay. Th- this dominance of three power conferences. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So when was sports perfect? Let's Mm. pick a year. In the 80s. 92? At the, that was it was dying by then. I think ninety one, ninety two was probably the perfect time for sports. I love the ACC before Florida State came in. When you had the eight classic ACC schools, you had the, <laughs> really the Friday, Saturday, Sunday ACC tournament. Okay, that was it, you know, I think ninety one, ninety two when Jordan was winning the last of his three peat right with the uh, last dance. Yep, that was perfect sports. We were in the cable age. Yeah. Pre-internet. Right. So the media landscape made sense, and it was not full of bullshit. Well, Kyle, you and I were glued at that point still. It was, yeah. I still would go with what Kyle says about 80s, even late 70s. You were glued? Not even late. into the 90s. We were into everything. I mean, we were still watching. I, I think the height of the Big East Conference for basketball in that era, you know, in the mid-late 80s. When, I'm not talking basketball only. I'm talking everything. Every, know, media landscape, that, cable, you name it. You know I like to wax poetic about this stuff. I, I mean, ABC, Monday Night Baseball, <laughs> Network, <laughs> Network Baseball. I think that ended in 87. I know. I, that up. <laughs> I just loved that kind of stuff. I mean, if you yeah. made it on, on Monday Night Baseball, you were it was big time. But how about when you weren't, when we didn't have Google and we didn't weren't even aware that there was going to be a Monday night baseball game on it. And then we flipped it, and there, there it was. There it was. And you had Howard Cosell calling and it. right there. And all of a sudden, you had something that you were excited to watch when we were 12 yep. to 14 years old. Monday night baseball ran from 66 on, on NBC, 1966. It was NBC, not To NBC? 1975, went to ABC in 76 and ran all the way till 88. Right. Wow. But it then wasn't, it then wasn't went consistent. dark for four years. ESPN tried it for a while. It did. Actually, ESPN had it from 92 to 2021. They've had Monday Night Baseball. Okay. So they still do. You know what? 
to your question, yeah. now when there's was baseball sports, everywhere, so it doesn't matter. I think we can put our finger on ESPN to the watered down aspect of what we have today. Yeah. They've ruined it. A watered down, it's poisoned. They've ruined. It is a poisonous, sports. woke disaster of a of a network. I find it hard to watch Van Pelt, who's the best thing they got going. Yep. And he keeps everything clean of politics. Corporate man. I still feel dirty because I know the house he lives in. Yep. And it's a house of bullshit. Yep. The whole fucking and thing. And, Zabe, in your childhood on the mean streets of McLean, yes. during the Redskins' glory years, we would look on the TV guide for when the Joe Gibbs show would come on. And it was once a week. We weren't getting bombarded with content all day, every day, so that there was anticipation. Right. We don't have that now. I'd have to wake up in the morning and read the paper to see that Kevin Durant wanted a trade. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, players back in the NBA back in the day didn't demand trades like this right. when they were under contract. Or if they did, they'd be like, no, fuck you, you're under contract. Too much exposure to something sometimes makes it all feel Agreed. Okay. less important. All right, since it is 4th of July weekend, uh, let's go through the top 10 most Patriotic moments in American sports history. You ready? I who, guess. Who, Unofficial who, list, according who, to me. Who compiled it? I compiled it. I this forgot it was 4th of July. Did anybody want to eat crabs this weekend? Yes. Sorry. I want to eat crabs right now. You say we can't go because nobody stays open late enough. Yeah, thanks, COVID. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Sorry. All right. Uh, this is number 11. It just misses the top 10 because it's a movie. Rocky Balboa beats Ivan Drago in Rocky. Rocky 4? Four. Four. Yeah. Four. If you could change, we could change. We could all change. <laughs> True story. Yeah? No. But oh. <laughs> I was actually going to put that in there. Yeah, that was going to be your top ten. Okay. Well, <laughs> Number ten. Yeah. Number ten. The dream team crushes everybody in the Barcelona Olympics. An unapologetic show of American force to finally... Close the book on the 72 robbery by the Russians in those games yep. because that was bullshit. That was America flexing Johnny, saying, Oh, yeah, fuck you. Watch our pros. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now, so, granted, they were using the American flag to cover up the Nike swooshes because they were Reebok clients, <laughs> or vice versa. And that wasn't that patriotic, but hey, what's America built on? Money, right? So. <clears throat> it's my 10th. It's my number 10. Number 9. Whitney Houston sings the national anthem during the Gulf War at the Super Bowl in Tampa. She actually lip-synced it, but that's okay. It brought the house down. Are we sure Fly about over in Tampa. Did she really? She lip-synced it? I you believe, know crack is whack. I, I know. May she rest in peace. I'm 99% sure she lip-synced it, but that's okay. A lot of live performances are lip-synced. True. So We're lip-syncing this right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> did you uh, Did you like that moment? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was a choke-upper. Choker-upper. Right. A choker-upper right there? I mean, that was, goddamn, Whitney Houston was in her absolute beautiful prime. The Florida Orchestra, under the direction of Maestro Yaha Ling, and sung by Grammy Award winner... Whitney Houston. In her white tracksuit. All-American girl right there. Oh, 
have to look up if she lip-synced or not. But, you know, either way, let's not yeah. quibble with that. Well, America was more united then, which was Oh, nice. yeah, exactly. I mean, like, the first Gulf War had less justification, arguably, than, you know, the post-9-11 war, right? Because we weren't attacked. First Gulf War, and pretty much everybody was on board. Yeah, I think we were patriot-hungry. Patriotism hungry. Okay, number eight. <clears throat> Joe Lewis beats, beats Max, Max Schmeling. Good pull there, Zabe. At the Olympics back uh, under Hitler's early reign yeah. in the 30s. That's actually a great, that's a great one. Yes. Number seven. Mary Lou Retton defeats the Eastern Bloc cheating-ass gymnasts in 1984. Now, no. Wait Somebody a minute. Boycotted. They boycotted 84. We boycotted 80. They boy- I think it might have been 76. No, no. no. We boycotted no. 84 winter. We, we boycotted 80, 80 summer. summer. 84 summer was in L.A., I believe. And then somebody else boycotted that, though. 84 summer Olympics in L.A. Yeah. And the Russians were not there, but I think some of the other Eastern Bloc was there. It's funny that I can remember 84, but I couldn't tell you when the, where and when the last Olympics were. Okay, funny how that is. Number six, most patriotic uh, sports moments in American history. Rick Monday tackles a would-be flag burner in right field at Dodger Stadium. Amen, baby. How good was, was that? that? Now, was that dude naked? Uh, no, he was not naked. Oh, well, that would have been better. <laughs> but <laughs> I do recall that. All right, number five. George W. Bush throws out the first pitch post-9-11 at the World Series in New York at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Scintillating moment It right was there. pretty Absolutely. electric then. Yeah, pretty Maybe amazing. Maybe the last time our nation was truly united. Probably so. Number four, Pat Tillman quits the NFL mm. post 9-11 to serve in Afghanistan. Sadly, is killed in a totally preventable, horrible, friendly fire accident that you read the details on, you're like, what the fuck? And then, of course, our military tried to lie about it, cover yeah. it up. Yep. Scumbags. They never do that. No, never. Number three. Patriotic sports moments in American history. Rulon Gardner shocks the world and beats Alexandra Alexander Karelin, the Russian bear, in like the '96 Olympics. We're talking wrestling. Is in not, wrestling, this guy, the Russian bear, had never been beaten. Yeah. and this farm boy, Iowa, something like that. I think just, he's from Iowa. Yeah, right. Exactly. Later would go on to get lost on a snowmobile in the winter and like lose his hands and feet to frostbite rule on Cardin. It was a hell of a story. Yeah. Shit. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, it was a bad deal. Number two, Jesse Owens wins four gold medals in front of Hitler at the 36 Olympics in Munich, Germany. That was kind of in your face, wasn't Seething. it? Fuck yeah, it was because, Seething you know. Seething Hitler. <laughs> yeah, Hitler's like the white race is the best, the only race, and here's Jesse in Owens Munich. going, suck on this, mustache boy. They, I saw a documentary on that, Zabe. They went through two days of pimping out the Third Reich in front of everyone. Really? In Munich. And then <laughs> he just wiped everybody's ass. Yeah, that was good. And the number one most patriotic sports moment in American history, without a doubt, it's obvious, the miracle on ice. 80 Olympics. I don't know about that one. What Shut is that? Your- <laughs> <laughs> Which is better, the Disney movie called Miracle or the HBO documentary about 
the Miracle on Ice. Have you seen both? Yes. Yeah, so Disney usually screws up sports movies. They did that one pretty well. I think Kirk Russell right. carried that character. Sure. Um, and I, lo- I mean, I choke up every time during the locker room speech. I mean, so good. It is quoted directly because um, Iruzioni gave the quote. You know, he said. Great moments are born from great opportunity. I just get a lump the size of New York City in my throat. But the documentaries, Abe, was awesome. I mean, this is what HBO still does real well, uh, documentaries. Them and ESPN, that's what they should probably only do. Did you ever see the 30 for 30 that was the flip side documentary on how the Russians felt after they lost? That was great. That was called Of Men and Miracles. I have it recorded still. Oh, it's so good, yes. But you know what? They gave us more credit than you would think they would in that documentary. You know, uh, they, they did, yeah. The players did. Because oh, oh, the players knew, hey, it's hockey. I respect great these guys. Great moments are born from great opportunity. Play them nine out of ten, ten and that's times. what you have here tonight, boys. Boys. Mm-hmm. Boys tonight. Boys get the accent. That's what you've earned here tonight. Chills right now. God damn. Good. One game. Play them ten times. If we played them ten times, they might win nine. <laughs> they ripped us a new asshole two weeks before yeah. the Olympics. Not this game. Not tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> yes. God, I want to run through a brick tonight, wall right now. We skate with them. Tonight, we stay with them, and we shut them down, because we can. Tonight, we are the greatest hockey hockey team in the world. We're pudgy right now. (laughs) You were born to be hockey players. Goddamn. Every one of you. You were meant to be here tonight. This is your time. Pretty fucking. Take it. I think he says. Go out there and take it. Their time is done. (laughs) It's over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about what a great hockey team the Soviets have. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Goddamn good stuff. And then at the, you know, after they won that game, the best line from Brooks, of course, was down after two periods to Finland? Yeah. They, he said, if you lose this game, you'll take it to your grave. Well, that's the And then turned to walk out of the room and stopped and turned and said, your fucking grave. And that got their attention, and they just buried him in the third. You know, we talked earlier about Whitney Houston and how, and Kyle said that we were really united then, and, and I said we were craving for patriotism. We were in such a bad place at that point in <laughs> 1980. Are you kidding me? I know. There was never a better time for something like that to happen for all of us. Absolutely. Um, we need it again now. Fuck yeah, we could use it. Dude, it's <laughs> uh, maybe Biden will help us it's out. It's Carter all <laughs> over again. Oh, shit. Minus the gas lines. At least there's no gas lines yet. Give it time. Thanks though. for jinxing it. Sorry to be a downer. God. You know. We'll try to find some common ground on Let's 4th of July weekend. 
I can't believe you guys are not Hulk Hogan fans. How dare you? Shame on you. He's an American. Yeah, it's fake. I liked him as Thunderlips. <laughs> Rock, that was Rocky. That four. was that was that no, Rocky, was Rocky four three. Three. three with Clubber Lang. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Good stuff. All right, boys. What are your plans for the fourth? Golf. 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 You're you're solo this weekend. What happened? My your wife my left you. Carson, finally, yeah. Everybody left me. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I have is the dog. Wow. Um, Carson uh, is at a, at the beach in a baseball tournament. Sweet. And they're all Your down two there other watching. kids, Mini Me One, Mini Me Two. They're down thing there. Thing one, thing two. The they're in-balls. down there with mom. Yeah. They're and you're here. You're going to play golf. Golf. You come to my house for fireworks. Kyle, you're invited too. As long Bit as of a you drive. promise to keep all five. <laughs> I'm not going to JPP digits. myself. Yeah. Ten digits. Kyle, what about you? Golf Saturday, big party on Sunday. Love it. John predicts I'm going to lose a finger. Or I two. did not predict. You're rooting for it. You've been rooting for it for years. I mean. Don't be a dick, Johnny. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> Fireworks, when lit off correctly, are not dangerous. Yeah. You guys are both connoisseurs, actually. What do you mean? Firework connoisseurs. Yeah, you guys oh, go connoisseurs. I thought you meant kind, kind of, of sewers. <laughs> like, what kind of sewer? <laughs> they're all bad, but there you go. All right, boys. Good to talk to you as always. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hundred and sixty two games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props, galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit three hundred dollars and play with two hundred dollars instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a my bookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com.